Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, this is Chatting with Nancy, Nathalie Jean, and Natalie Jean, and today we have the honor of having actor, singer, writer, Mariel Morgan. Mariel Morgan is an award-winning singer-songwriter and actor who believes in the power of relating personal truth and experiences through music and creative expression. Her love of music and acting began early, resulting in a lifelong love affair of telling stories and moving people with words. She is the ISSA 2019 Emerging Artist of the Year and a multiple 2021 Indie Music Channel Award winner for her 2020 EP, Thoughts of You. She's working on several new projects to be released this year and in the spring of 2023. Let me introduce you to Mariel Morgan. Hi. 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 How are you? I am fabulous. How are you? I'm still alive and kicking. That's good. That's a good thing. Absolutely. And I think we can all say that, right? Yeah, no, yeah, we can all say, well, some of us can. I mean, those that are alive are probably going to say it. Um, Yeah, exactly. How have you been during this whole pandemic thing? Oh my goodness. Um, it has definitely been, um, interesting. Um, it's been good all things considered, but, um, it's definitely been, you know, you got to take it definitely a day at a time. Um, it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that where I am regionally, it's, it's definitely, you know, there are definitely a lot of different opinions about what should be done, what shouldn't be done and all those things. So you see a lot of different things throughout the day. I work with the public and so um, for, for my day job. And so um, there's a lot of interaction there and um, which is great. But at the same time, like I said, you see just a, a lot of different things kind of runs the gamut. So yeah, but it's good. It's, it's doing okay. And it's definitely getting better. So I'm grateful for that. Fantastic. Now, <clears throat> one of the things I, I like to ask this question of everybody. Um, so during the pandemic, obviously, we know there was some a lot of tragedy. Um, it's definitely a con. Some people lost their limbs. Some people, you know, have um, long-term COVID. Some people, obviously, some people died. And a lot of people lost loved mm-hmm. ones, friends, all kinds of things. But there were some... Um, pros during this time, uh, during this time there was um, walking with families, which is an odd thing, but it's not in this, in this neighborhood. Sometimes you see them, sometimes you don't. Um, I know a friend cut back on hours because he realized he wasn't spending enough time with his family. Um, the other thing that happened was a lot of people quit their jobs. They were just like, I want to do something that makes me happy because they realized that Life was short, and it's even shorter. Um, the mm-hmm. other thing that, uh, as it with climate change, the animals were like, "I hope these people never come back because the pollution level came <laughs> down severely." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you weren't in the streets. Um, 
you know, uh, some people were just like, I'm, I got to do my own thing. And then there's artists that decided to rebrand, some decided not to do music, some created um, albums and EPs, did singles during the time. Some just people decided to become effective players with their music. Um, so a lot of people had some self-introspection. So during this time, mm-hmm. did you take time to uh, do some self-introspection? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, there were it was definitely um, a lot of self-reflection and a lot of um, things like that. I think I, miss, I miss, misspoke, and um, that's my fault when I said and when I said in my bio, my EP that I released was actually released in the very, very beginning of 2021, in January of 2021, but I wrote it all through 2020, so I guess that's where that came from. But um, but yeah, there's a song actually on my uh, on my EP uh, Thoughts of You called "Hold Me While the World Burns," and I actually wrote that at work. Um, it was actually just a couple of days before everything shut down, and mm. um, it was um, and I was just thinking about already, you know, just kind of like anticipating, you know, what's going to happen and what's going to, how things are going to be affected and, and, and people. And I was thinking to myself, you know, the whole world feels like it's just going to hell in a handbasket. And, you know, what would you say to that person that you love, you know, the last time, you know, just, just, just hold me while the world burns, you know, everything else may be burning around us, but you, you and I at least are together and we can, you know, rejoice in that. And, um, but yeah, I remember I I wrote that I was actually, you know, I I was at work and I wrote the entire thing in one sitting. Um, and that's what ended up being, it actually ended up being viable. It didn't suck. And so I was actually able to, you know, use that. And I was just very, very grateful for that. And it kind of, that sentiment really carried me forward through a lot of different things and a lot of different experiences. Um, I, but yeah, there was, there was a lot of self, self-reflection, a lot of introspection that went on most definitely. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause the world was pretty much cray cray. We went through a pandemic. Um, we went through a trial uh, with George Floyd, with um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. elections, which are crazy. Um, it, and now Ukraine. All righty. So I just don't yeah. know if it's ending, it's starting, it's re- reviving. It's just been a, just a crazy time. Now, what inspired you to get into the music industry? Well, I mean, music has always been a part of my life. Music has always been with me. Um, my mom said that when she was pregnant with me, that the only thing that would calm me down in the womb was music. I could be like going insane and she would put music on and I would be still and I would stop whatever it was that I was doing, kicking, driving her nuts, whatever. And, um, she, my mom used to sing in the church choir. And so when she was pregnant with me, um, she would sing and, um, I was always just, just still and happy and, and just enjoyed that. Um, when I was, so my dad had an upright grand piano that he bought at, to my, to the best of my knowledge, he bought like at a garage sale, an estate sale, something like that. My dad does not play the piano at all, but he bought it because he thought it looked cool. He thought it was, he thought it was, you know, it was a very ornately carved piano antique, you know, the whole everything. And, um, this was before he and my mother were even married and um, he, he bought it because he thought it was awesome. And then it sat in our house 
And so when I was about, you know, three years old or so, I started dinking around on the piano, just kind of picking out tunes from um, film and from movies and TV and things like that. And it just happened to be on key and on pitch and whatever else. And my mom saw that and she was like, oh, I, wow, maybe this kid needs to be in, you know, piano lessons or something like that. So um, they uh, enrolled me in the um, in piano lessons and specifically in the Suzuki method. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not, but um, mm -hmm. basically what that is is that you, as a child, you know, you start very, very young. You start very early, and you learn everything by ear. You right. do not learn to to read music until maybe three or four years into your training. And right. so you learn everything by ear and you, that's how you perform. That's how you do your recitals and things like that. And I remember I had a very specific, I had a special stool. That's all, they're all about posture and the way you hold your hands and the way you hold your arms and the way that you, you know, and I had a stool, a special stool that was made for me that for my feet, because I okay. couldn't reach the pedals, but my spine needed to be aligned properly for um, playing properly. And so I had that and it would adjust with when I got taller, I could adjust it. And oh, wow. um, that was always very, very interesting to me because I couldn't use the pedals. And when I suddenly, when I realized what the pedals did, like the, especially the sustainer pedal, to me, that was just magic because I could just, I could make a sound continue for, you know, forever it felt like. And mm. um, so that, so I really, I really loved love the piano. I still love the piano. I still love playing. I'm not good at it anymore, but I do enjoy it. I'm terrible at performing live in front of people. That was always my biggest fear. Oh, wow. I would always, I would play flawlessly on my recitals. I used to win a lot of awards and things like that as a kid and, and to early, you know, um, earlier elementary and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I hate playing in front of people because I'm just terrified that I'm going to mess up. And so, um, I, uh, I'm always grateful when somebody else decides they can do that instead of me. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, sure, you do that. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, when I first got into the music industry, um, I was just like, oh, my gosh, how am I ever, ever going to be able to sing in front of people? Um, mm -hmm. Because I was like, I was a very, believe it or not, I was a very shy child. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and well, you know. Shy. A lot of performers are. A lot of performers are. You know, we find our, you know, I, I think it's funny. I, I'll tell people that I'm an introvert because I am. I, I, I like to tell, I have to um, um, peg myself as an extroverted introvert. You know, um, I have extroverted tendencies for sure. But, you know, at the heart of me being at home or being with the people that I love the most important to me. You know, my idea of recharging my batteries is not to, you know, necessarily go out and, you know, have a, throw a party or something like that. I mean, that's great, too, and I enjoy all those things. But, you know, if I can be at home, you know, just with or be alone with my music, you know, that's where I can really, you know, recharge. And right. so, so for me, I mean, like you said, you know, you, you, you know, you may start out as shy or, you know, whatever. But I think that's where a lot of us find our voice. We find our freedom through performance. And what's funny is that I was always terrified to play the piano in front of people, but I've never been afraid to sing in front of people or to act in front of people. Like to, because the reason I'm always terrified to play in front of people is because I feel mm -hmm. like I'm out of, I, I feel like I'm out of control. 
Um, right. Like I have this, in, I have this instrument in front of me and I'm afraid that my hands are going to do something that the instrument doesn't like. And therefore it's going to make a, a bad sound or it's going to be wrong or, you know, whatever. When I'm just acting or when I'm just singing or something like that, that's my body. And I get right. to do right. what my body wants. And I feel like I'm in more control. So that's probably some deep seated psychological issue that I have but you know let's just go with it why not (laughs) well the thing for me how I got out of it is like I had to enjoy myself on stage and I had to not care what people exactly but know that I'm giving a great performance or a good performance and people just having a good time that way that absolutely I, I can tell you you know at the end of November of 2020 I got COVID and yeah. Now my I don't fear getting on stage, but my the greatest fear though is like remembering my the song. Like I'll start singing and I can remember, but then I have this thing. Oh my mm-hmm. god, I remember because I have like short term memory blocks where I'm just like yeah, like wait, what's next? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Some people like if I have a full set, I bring my sheet music with me. I've seen people do it. I don't care anymore. You're still gonna get a great show. Um, no, who cares? It doesn't matter. Just because you bring notes or just because you bring music or something like that, or just words in general, or something to help keep you on track, it doesn't mean that you're somehow less of a performer. I mean, there are people, I mean, I've, I've worked with people who have, you know, who tape their, you know, their lines to the stage, you right. know, where people can't see it, but they're walking around and they can see their lines <laughs> or they can see, you know, whatever that they're trying to do. And yeah, I've, I've worked with, I've worked with people like that. And, you know, I mean, who cares? They're still getting a show. That's right. <laughs> you know? Thank you and hallelujah. I love you, Mary. Uh, so <laughs> how important is it for you to be authentic, you know, as an actor, singer, writer, you know, how important is it to for you to be real, so to uh, speak? It's very, it's, I, I think it's very, very important. Like for me personally, it's incredibly important. I think it's very hard not to get caught up in what's popular. Right. Um, especially as a popular, quote unquote, popular musician, it's like um, it's very hard not to compare yourself to others and try to make yourself sound like someone else or right. um, or something like that. That's that's uh, the temptation to do that is very strong. Mm. And it's like, you know. It's funny because I'm, you know, I'm working on a new project right now. I mean, and it's been very much in the infancy of it. I've got, got it mapped out and I have, I know where I want it to go. And I, you know, I have a plan for it and things like that. And I've already written several, several pieces for it already. But at the same time, like when I started it, I was like, mm-hmm. you have to let any preconceived notion that you have about what you think other people want to hear, you That's have right. to throw that away. Oh my God. Yes. You have to throw that away. And like, you have to be, you have to speak your truth. You have to tell your truth. You have to tell your story because guess what? Nobody else's, the story might be similar. The story Mm -hmm. might be quote unquote the same, but your experience of it is completely different. And somebody else is going to get something out of it Mm -hmm. that they Mm -hmm. might not get from another interpretation. Right. The way that I write is, you know, different from the way that you write or the way that, you know, anybody else. And so how I write, the way I put words together, the way I put melody together, the way I, you know, construct and create 
is specific to me. So while the concept or the um, topic might be very similar or might mm-hmm. be very, um, you know, quote, you know, God forbid cliche, it's still truth. And right. it's still going to resonate with somebody. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. Um, that's why, you know, I love doing social impact message songs and I, and I truly um, agree with you 100% that when you go out there to make music, you should totally be who you are, whatever you want to sing about, whatever you want to write about. Obviously we want to make money in this industry. We want to chart. We want to do all that beautiful stuff. Yeah, sure. That'd be nice. But <laughs> yeah, sure, why, not? why not? Um, but I think the, but everybody has their goal. Now my goal is to <clears throat> be an effective player. I want my music to make a difference in the world. It's not necessarily right, right. about me and stuff like that. It's not. Yes, I send myself awards and stuff like that. But I do those more because I want to have somebody else listen to my music because you never know listening to your music. Um, it's a marketing tool right. for me. Um, I've met people that have collaborated who, you know, sort of submitting my songs to contests or songwriting awards and stuff like that. Um, that's what I just want to be an effective player. So, you know, I try to write about songs that most people you know, deal with in daily life. You know, some of the mm-hmm. things that people might not say to another person. I like to write those songs because that's what's real. And what I learned through the pandemic is that people were craving the real because, you know, obviously yeah. there was a pandemic, there was fake news, da, da, da. And so people were trying to gravitate to, to hope. They needed hope. That's why I think a lot of people started watching TikTok videos. You know, TikTok can be silly, but you can learn a lot. Some people cried on mm-hmm. TikTok just going, telling you what they were going through. And then so a lot right. of people relate to that. You know, when I did a webinar on TikTok and they said the most popular videos on TikTok are the ones that of people being extremely authentic. Authenticity right. is huge right now and I think it will continue to be a big thing because people are just tired. It's not that you know, I poo-poo on the mainstream artists, but people want people they can relate to. They want to be able to say, okay, Mariel's song someday, oh my God, I need to, li- I need more of her. She gets me. Mm-hmm. She under- I feel like I could DM her and tell her anything and act- she could talk to me for hours. People need that sense of comfort. They want to be comforted. They want to feel like you're their blanket that, you know, mm-hmm. you can laugh, cry, joy, whatever. That's what people mm-hmm. want. So, you know, artists like you, I love because you're so authentic, and, and I love you as a person because uh, you don't take any shit. And you no, say what's thank on, you. Yeah, you say what's on your mind. <laughs> the most beautiful part, you're a beautiful person, but the most beautiful part of you is like you don't take any crap. And I love that well, about you. <laughs> I try, I try. Well, I mean, and that's been a hard learned lesson, quite frankly, because you know, honestly, I've taken a lot of shit from various things from various people over the course of my life, and it's it's just it's just part of those 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 lessons that you learn as you get older. I mean, that's just part of it. But you know, I think it's very interesting what you're talking about the whole I think you know the thing of being authentic, you know, authenticity, and the thing thing that popped into my brain, and it's funny because I was just talking to someone about this, um, the whole idea of like. Like, um, and I'm not saying that people shouldn't use these, you know, occasionally for depending on what you do. I, I've definitely, you know, used airbrushing and photos and things like that. I mean, obviously for certain things, but like, you know, some of these 
some of these people, and I'm, you know, I'm not saying you know anything specific or, or anything like that, but you know, you have some people who are like just airbrushed to hell. And oh yeah. It's like you know, and it's like, and then God forbid you meet them, and you're like, oh God, that doesn't look like <laughs> you at all, you know. And and I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person when somebody meets me and they say, you know. Oh, wow. You don't look anything like that. Okay. Natalie, Natalie, you are going to, to, you're going to laugh so hard when I tell you this. Okay. So part of my job, part of my, my, you know, my day job. So I work for a a major retail um, department store. And so, but here locally, I have the opportunity. There is a local news show that goes that it goes on the air every single day but specifically I go on 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 Wednesdays and I mm-hmm. go on to that show and I promote our store and I talk about what is um you know what's trending what's new what do we what new product do we have you know in every single department doesn't matter what it is and um and it's you know they're little you know two and a half three minute segments and I really and I love that part of my job because I get to you know, it's, it's very, you know, it's live. So it's fun. It's energetic. It's high energy. And you get to talk about fun, new products and you get to just be, you know, and all those things. It's really fun. I love that part of my job. Well, I've been doing this now for, I'm going into my fifth year of being on air every week. And um, so just as a result of that, I get recognized some, mostly in the store when people come into the store and they see me, they're like, Oh, it's, you know, it's, so-and-so and you know blah 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 um occasionally i i've gotten recognized in you know i get recognized in the grocery store i get recognized at target i get rec- you know blah blah whatever but let me tell you the thing that's hilarious is that i have had more than one person and this happened to me just last week this woman comes up to me and she just has you know she comes kind of comes rushing up to me with this big smile on her face and she's like oh you know you're you're so and so and I'm like yes I'm like I'm like you know I have to kind of yeah. kind of laugh it off because I'm like oh yeah that's me you know that's what, uh, you know whatever and she's like and she looked at me and she said you are so much prettier in person <laughs> you're like, so I was like oh thank you I think is that a compliment. I don't know, but I mean, and I know she, I mean, she didn't mean it ill or anything like that. I mean, she was very, she was being very sincere. And that exact comment, and I had another, that happened to me when I was in Target one day, some woman comes up to me and she's like, oh my God, you're so much prettier in person than you are on television. And I think I gave her some kind of look must have passed across my face because she was like, oh, get your, get your beautiful. <laughs> like, Shut up, you're fine. Yeah, yeah well. Just, you can't, you can't go back. You can't go back. It's fine. But, but no, that's the thing. It's like, it's like, I don't want to be, I want to be authentic. I don't want to be the kind of person who, I don't want to misrepresent myself, whether it's in photos or whether it's in music or whether it's in what I say, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook, you know, social media is, is the, the window into a lot of people's souls and you have to be careful. And, and, and so I'm very cautious about what I put because not only do I not want to misrepresent myself, but I also don't want anybody knowing anything that, that they shouldn't know, if that makes sense. Right. You know, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Our mutual friend, Suzanne, when we go out anywhere and we go to these parties, these networking things, and she takes pictures, she always sees that. No, no, Natalie, you can't use that. I got to fix the photo. I said, no, Suzanne, you know me. I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't do anything to my photos. I don't lighten them. I don't do this. I don't do that. I said, Suzanne, 
I've got to be represented the way I, I even if I look like a raccoon, I want mm-hmm. them to do that. Even when I do my IG live, um, I sometimes I, I don't wear makeup. I only wear it when mm-hmm. I have to go out and do whatever we do. Um, and so some days I look dreadful. <laughs> well, I think I look dreadful. You know, I have bags. No, girl, you are. Girl, you're no. gorgeous. Don't even well, lie. Okay, ooh, so, but. Wait you see me in Vegas. Um, <laughs> you know, I just like to, I like to show people, you know, this is what I look like. Yeah, I'm getting on the IG live looking like this. If You know, some days you just don't feel like it, but you're ready to go to do an IG live or whatever on TV. And, or sometimes yeah, I'll flat exactly. lipstick. I might do the lipstick thing. I mean, but, you know. I mean, you have to show up. You know, yeah. I mean, we're not saying we're not saying that we're not taking care of ourselves. We're not saying right. that we're not, right. you know, doing the things that, you know, we that make us feel good. You know, it's like, right. hey, you know, dude, if it makes you feel good, if it makes you feel empowered, if it makes you feel confident in who you are as a woman, go for it. Do it. I don't care. But mm-hmm. but there's a I think there's a fine line between that and right. then caving to pressure that people like you know I you know I should look this way because right. of this or X Y Z or whatever. No, I agree with you. Now, what would you say? And, I, and everybody doesn't like this question because I think we're past this question at this point in this life. But what would you say your genre is? People hate that question. My genre. Um, I mean, my my genre as far as. My my latest my my EP or whatever is is straight up pop. I mean it just really is. Um, I um, I kind of think that like essentially I kind of bleed over into maybe some more of like folk um, slash mm. country. I mean not country in the sense of like you know banjos or whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> but but you know the thing is you know i'm from you know i'm 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 from west texas i mean i'm born and raised west texas girl and um and now this is the funny part i may have been born here i may have been raised here it doesn't mean i have to listen to country music and it doesn't mean i have to like it (laughs) because i don't necessarily um i i really don't um that's just never been my thing now my dad he was a huge now I love like old country, like George Jones or you know, um, you know Tammy Wynette and um, you know Coal Miner's Daughter. I mean, just the whole the whole everything. I love it. Um, but you know, I don't consider you know. Let's be real. Pop country is not country. It's pop. It's just they happen to be wearing cowboy hats, and you know, and uh, <laughs> I'm like. You know, you shouldn't be allowed to wear a cowboy hat unless you're like an actual cowboy. That's just my opinion. But, um, you know, unless you work on a ranch, unless you actually, you know, rope steer for a living, you shouldn't be allowed to wear a cowboy hat. And it'd be like, you know, I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, seriously, it's like it'd be like somebody walking around with a football helmet on just because, you know, they wanted to act like they play football. So it's like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. But. But yeah, I mean, but I think that just, but because I grew up here and because I, you know, I I live here, it's kind of in the water, if that makes sense. That sound, that very kind of country, slow, acoustic sound is just, it permeates everything, especially, you know, the sound of an acoustic guitar is just something that's just very, it's just, it's just there. And, and it's, 
it's very comforting and it's very, um, that's always what I gravitate towards when I'm writing is that sound. And so um, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a country artist at all, mm-hmm. but at the same time, that's where a lot of my stuff kind of, some of it stems from that, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Growing up, I always loved country music and I was like, oh, I'm going to be one of the first black country artists and blah, blah, blah. And later in life, I was just like, oh, I, I need to get back to that. Because I do love, love country music. I do love folk. I love the sing, singer-songwriter vibe. I'm actually coming out with a, mm-hmm. knows, a new single on the on the April 8th. And I love this. Oh, it's so, is it up-tempo country song? And yeah. It's called, Ooh. It's, it, listen, it's called Blocked. I warned people okay. I would do it blocking people. <laughs> my, and I love this song so much. My mom and I played it over 50 times when I finished it she was, there's a part where and then she thinks which releases so much you know because it's funny um i'm i'm gearing towards focusing your song i just like the storytelling it's not that we don't tell stories in other genres we do but there's a different way of telling a story it's different when it's, it's different really different yeah very different. it is well, and the thing that I think that I like, I think if I'm going to gravitate towards like, you know, shall we say a country or, or whatever, or mm-hmm. like folk or something like that, is that I love telling stories and right. I love paint. I love painting a picture with words. I love being able to write a sentence that immediately puts an image in your mind as to what's going on. It puts a feel in your hands. It puts right. a sound in your ears. You know, it puts a taste in your mouth. And um, I love being able to, the ability to do that. And I think that country music has more of that freedom or that right. like people, they, they allow themselves to do that more than just like straight up pop or straight up, you know, whatever you want to call it. And just because of, just because of the, the where it comes from and, uh, you know, just, just the, um, the history of just storytelling in general. So I agree with you 100%. And on that note, we're going to play this song Someday. Tell our audience what that's about. Well, Someday is is kind of the is kind of the epitome of a song that, you know, I guess the sentiment behind it is the whole idea of, you know, you you have this relationship with someone that you don't want to see that you don't want to see go, that you don't want to see end, but it can't happen. You it, Maybe it can't happen immediately. So it's kind of like, you know, I think that the line in the song goes, you know, it might not be right now, but someday. And so it's like holding on to that hope and holding on to that, that, um, that love and holding on to that um, ability to hope for the future and, and, and just hold on to that. And I think that so many, so many people, I just think that that's highly relatable, not just, you know, in, you know, a specific situation, you know, to me or something like that. I think that that's just highly relatable to a lot of people, because, oh, yeah. you know, for, for, for various reasons. So, yeah, that's kind of where it stems from. I can relate to that. All right. Absolutely. Let's play it. Everything I 
audio jumble. So I had to mute myself because I absolutely <laughs> love the song and I was singing along. You know, it's Aww. interesting when I uh, was doing everybody's uh, letting everybody know who's performing at the Sim Jam, and right. I shared your video. That the song was in my head for the entire night. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean that could be a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, yeah, I want it to stick with you, but at the same time, <laughs> it's a really, it's a oh, really great. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Henry talked about at one point we doing a remix, which I think would be awesome. Um, it's I, I just love it, and I watched the video over again. Um, and by sharing Thank the you. video, it got, it got more views. It's up to seven hundred some views now on uh, Facebook. Um, oh really? That, uh, I God, I haven't, uh, I'm terrible yeah. about looking at things like that. I just I love the song. I just love. Thank you. What is your writing process like? Um, How do you create a song? Um, You know, it's weird. A a lot of times, sometimes they just kind of like, um, I remember um, there was a song that I wrote um, called um, Everything. That was on my first EP that I actually produced myself. I'm very proud of that because I did it all by myself. I recorded all of the songs um, in my closet in my apartment. And just, you know, did the whole thing. It was, like, not professional at all. But, um, but at the same time, I, I, think I, I, I think I produced some pretty good work, all things considered. And um, there was a um, – well, and there, there were actually two songs on that EP that, um, that, someone, that I just overheard someone say something, you know, and that like triggered the whole thing. That like triggered the whole song. Um, I, there was a song called Joyland on that first EP, and I was at work and I overheard a coworker say say exactly these words. She said she was talking to a customer about something else, and she said, "Crazy happens. Life is just bizarre." And that was all it took. It was just those <laughs> words, and the rest of the song came out of that. And yeah. it was just something that I overheard her say. And then there was another one that I, I was listening, I was, I was a coworker of mine and she was sharing with me something about, you know, a friend, a breakup, you know, an ex-boyfriend and things like that. And she said, his bed is a revolving door. And I was like, whoa, that is powerful, man. And that's the opening line to the song, everything. It says your bed is a revolving door. And, um, you know, I, so sometimes it's things like that. Other times I have to listen to music and mm-hmm. pull, you know, pull out from, uh, or sometimes it just takes a rhythm, you know, if it's just a rhythm of just how I'm, you know, how I'm feeling and things like that. Sometimes the music and the, and the words come together at the same time. Sometimes it's just the words. Sometimes it, it's rare for the music to come by itself. It's always words right. first with me. Yeah, but, um, I, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, the music so doesn't. I, I, no, it's like I, I mean, I mean, I think for those of us who are you know singer songwriters, for those of us you know who for you know words are words are the king. Um, the music comes. The music. I wouldn't say that it's secondary because obviously it's the vehicle that tells the story. 
but at the same time, it is the, um, in some ways, I, again, I hate to use the word secondary because I don't mean it like degrading, but it is the second piece. It's like words, words come first. And um, so, yeah, but, but I think that also the words kind of um, influence the melody because, you know, you can obviously tell from, you know, the way that a, a sentence is put together or the cadence or the, or the rhythm of just words, it, it, it informs the rhythm of the music. It informs the rhythm of the melody. So, um, so yeah, I mean, so I, it kind of comes and goes for me in various ways, but, but that's, that's kind of how it happens for me, I guess. Yeah. For me, it's just like, um, I don't like to be forced to write. It has to come to me. And I usually, yeah, just, exactly. and I, yeah. And I still use paper and, and I use the computer too, but I'll, I'll start with the chords. Oh, and, I wish and I could send you a screenshot. I wish I could send you a screenshot of my desk right now because it is, it looks like a hamster lives there because there is paper <laughs> everywhere. I mean, it looks like just a happy hamster home and there is just, paper all over the place. I think that my coworkers think that that's the only thing because we have these like papers that we use at work and I'm constantly using them as my notepad and I fold them up and put them in my purse and bring them home and, you know, and, and, and look at them later. And yeah, I mean, I wish that I know it's a podcast, so, you know, obviously it's just audio, but I wish that people could, you know, see just this, this mess of paper. Cause I'm like you, I love writing stuff down. There's something so organic about writing something with a pen or a pencil or something like that. Just the feel of it on paper yes. is yes. so organic Woo. and it feels so good to yes, be able to put that down or, or, or scratch it out or oh, whatever. Yes. You're speaking my language. I mean, I'm so it's therapeutic, man. I like books. I like books. I like yes. Oh, yes. I want to run my fingers through it. I want to feel one with the book. You want to smell it. Yeah, you yes. Wanna smell you wanna, it. You want to become one with it. No, I agree 100%. I just can't. Oh, Lord. I, I can't. Oh, I like technology. Don't get me wrong. I'm a gadget freak. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Me too. When it comes to certain things like this, no, I need my, I need my paper. All right. So now yeah, we're exactly. going, I'm going to play your song smile tell me what that's mm -hmm. about so smile is kind of it kind of stems from that first those first wonderful lovely you know supercharged butterflies that you get that first time that you meet not the first time that you meet someone but maybe mm -hmm. that first encounter that you have with someone okay. that maybe you have um, been hoping for or dreaming about or whatever. And then you finally get it. And then it just stays with you. Like you can't, it, it won't let you go. It picks you up, it shakes you around and it will not let you go. And that's kind of, that's kind of like the feeling that this is based on, if that makes sense. Awesome sauce. Let's play it. I can't stop thinking about your kiss The way it made my heart skip the beat Now all I feel is heat Something about the touch of your hand My heart is made 
So yeah, it's just it's just it's yeah. fun. It's definitely fun. You you definitely have a career in it. Um, EDM is huge. You know, it's interesting the genre because I look up since I've gotten deeper into the music industry, I look at a lot of mm-hmm. uh, or listen to a lot of music, especially I focus on lyrics more than melody sometimes. And, yeah, you know, with that's me all the way. Yeah. When sing, sync and licensing, EDM, hip hop, singer songwriter type of songs are really popular for sync and licensing. Um, especially for EDM, a lot of commercials use EDM music. Um, yeah. You know, what's so, funny is that, like, you know, you you say that, and as far as, like, you know, and I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I honestly don't think I'm cool enough to be, to have any kind of career oh, yes. as far as EDM yeah. is concerned. Uh-uh. I'm like, uh, maybe You're not. You know, people real people really knew who, you know, what I what I did alone at night, you know, at home. It's like, oh, wow, she's doing laundry again. Uh-huh. Yeah, hmm. that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> because EDM artists do laundry. Um, so I think well, you, I don't know. Really, yeah, you should really think about it. I think you're totally cool enough to do it. Um, oh, thank you. It's just, it's really good. Um, so what are three things you wish you had known before you got into the music industry? Oh, yikes. Um, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I wish, you know, I think that it's not so much like, um, like in like business type of things. Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah, there's some, I'm very, you have to understand, I'm very technologically impaired. So um, I can figure, I can figure stuff out, but it needs to be like intuitive and someone needs to maybe hold my hand and show me how to do it because there are some things I'm just not, I'm just not that good at it. I'm not, I'm not naturally good at it. And so um, I wish I had known more about just, you know, the platforms in general, <laughs> just more knowledge of technology and things like that. Right. I think it would have made my life a whole lot easier. Um, it's kind of like, you know, I mean, I wish you could have seen me the, the, the two minutes before the show started when I was like fumbling around <laughs> on my computer, desperately trying to send you an MP3. I'm like, what the fuck? Come on. You know? And it's just like, <laughs> I'm like, what is your problem? Why won't you just send? Why can't I just highlight you and send it? And then I'm like, Oh, Okay, I got it. Never mind. So yeah, I, I have issues when it comes to that. So um, yeah, I guess I wish I had known more of like the nuts and bolts. But at the same time, I guess I couldn't have really, honestly, known those things. Right. So I guess that's kind of a moot point. Um, I wish that I had known, or maybe believed more that I can just be me, you know, and yeah. I don't have to, you know, necessarily. I'm still learning that. I'm still, that is still a battle. That is still a constant struggle um, every single day to be, just to be who I am and not just to be who I am, but to accept who I am and say, for better or worse, this is the human that I am. Um, Love me or leave me. Um, This is me. And I can't do anything about that, except I am trying to do something about that every single day, (laughs) if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And um, if there was anything else, I mean, I think it's really that. I mean, it's mostly just that, you know, the, um, oh, okay. On a superficial level, I wish I had known how many outfits it would take to go to an, a major event because um, it always seems like there are more, I think I have it all figured out. And then it's like, oh no, you need something for this. And oh no, you need something for this. And I'm like, I only have so big of a closet. What do you want from me? 
So, yeah. I know. I mean, even for our trip to Vegas, I'm just like, yes. I, have an I have an outfit for every damn thing. and it's just Dude, like, I have a flow chart going, okay? Oh, I mean, my God. My, I have a fucking flow chart going. I'm just like, oh, my God. And, like, I have... I mean, like, I, like, I mean, I, you think I'm joking. I have like everything written down. I'm like, okay, so for this day on this time, I have this, I'm going to wear this and yada, yada. And, you know, it's just, I mean, I think way too hard about this kind of stuff. No, I don't think so. Because I've, you know, Nikki and I have been texting back and forth. It's like, what are you going to wear to this? And what do you have for this? And what, da, 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 and what are you going to, and we're going to have to change here. And then what are we going to, and blah, 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 Yeah, and, exactly. Exactly. And I'm like, we haven't even gotten to Vegas and I'm already tired. I mean, we have exactly. It's like I'm already, I'm already exhausted, and I'm already mad at all the men I'm gonna see who wear the same, the same pair of jeans the whole weekend or whatever. I'm like, you know what? I hate you. I hate you so much right now. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, for me, this is the one time I get to dress up so, you know, I I try to look. I try to look like a girl. <laughs> oh, whatever. You are gorgeous and you always look good. Okay, I don't want to hear it. But 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 no, I get it. I get it. It's that whole thing of like you want to present your best self because like it or not, we work in a sexist industry. And if right. we were to show up the way that you know we really you know not the way we really are because obviously we take care of ourselves. We 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 right. like to we like to look pretty. We like to take care of ourselves. But if we were to just you know if if we feel like we have to live up to that standard, I think right. you know. No. And so, so, and, and that's hard. That sucks. It really does. It, it shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't have to be that hard. You wonder that, sister. Now, what do you love most about being an artist? Oh, what do I love the most? Oh, that's a fun question. I like that. Um, <laughs> I love being able, I think maybe because I am like the ultimate in oversharing. I'm that mm. person that like, I, I have this like horrible fear I tell people way more than they need to know about me. And that's a, and that's a, uh, you know, in some ways I think that's good. In other ways, I think that that's a failing because I don't play my cards close enough to the chest. You know, mm-hmm. I'm always scared. I, and this is, a, you know, probably again, a deep seated psychological issue that I have. I never, ever want to be accused of lying. I never right. want to be accused of, I never want to be seen as someone who is dishonest. And so I always feel like if I'm not telling people the absolute truth, that somehow I'm lying to them. And so then I overshare. I tell too much. I reveal too much because it's like, well, but if I don't say the absolute truth, I'm lying, mm-hmm. you know? And like I said, that's, that's a deep, that's a psychological conundrum for another time. But for me, being an artist, it allows you to share yourself in a safe space. You know, you call the shots in a sense. You call the, um, you know, you get to tell the story on your terms. And what I choose to tell people through my music or through my words or through my story or whatever, I, you know, I was not, you know, nobody held me at gunpoint to do that. It was my choice. It was my choice to do it. And so I think that's the fun part of being a creative person. You know, you get to share in your struggles. You get to share in your victories. You get to share in your humanity with other people. And 
I think so many people, like you were saying earlier, people, people crave that people want that. And um, they, you know, in a, in the general plastic world that we live in, people need some real flesh. Right. No, that's true. And lastly, what are some things that you like to read or a quote, an inspirational quote or a message or whatever that you use to push yourself throughout the day, the year, an hour, the minute, if you need to, when you need to? So, okay, so this is something that's kind of recent for me. Um, I will say that um, this is a um, something that I've always kept with me, and actually I'm like on a group on Facebook for it because – I actually learned, have you, are you familiar with the cartoon Calvin and Hobbes? Yes, yes. Okay, so that's how I learned how to read. I was, you know, like four years old and learning how to sound out, you know, whatever it was that Calvin was talking about. And um, so, and I, I really credit a lot of my, you know, maybe my warped sense of humor with a lot of some of those comic strips and things like that. So that's and that kind of sense of humor and that sense of, you know, fun and sense of, of just general joy is something that I keep mm-hmm. with me on a daily basis. But I, I actually picked up something the other day that I thought was important for me to get. It, it's a little book and it says, you are magic. Mm. And it's a 40, 40 mind blowing quote cards to help you follow your gut, tap your intuition and manifest your dream. Cause mm. you've got the universe on speed dial. And it's one of those things that you can like, you know, pick a card, you know, every day or whatever. And the card that I picked the other day is one that I haven't been able to put away because I think it's so profound. And this is actually from Jim Carrey, who I think okay. is a brilliant artist, an absolute yeah. brilliant artist, not only a comedian, but he's also a visual artist. He paints and he's yeah. brilliant. But he says, quote, so many of us choose our path out of fear Disguised as practicality, what we really want seems impossibly out of reach and ridiculous to expect, so we never dare to ask the universe for it. Mm. I'm saying I'm the proof that you can ask the universe for it, please, end quote. And I haven't been able able to put that one away. That's the one that I've been keeping in front of my face. And he's 100% correct. Absolutely. This this story alone, um, story alone, he's just proof proof positive of that quote, that that statement. Yeah. He's proof positive. Absolutely. Put it out there, you're going to manifest it. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. I agree. It's just a a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Well, Mariel, thank you so much for being on chatting with me. It was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. I, to I my had favorite. a blast. I got to listen to my favorite song someday again, and it's still in my ear, which is a beautiful thing as well. And oh. I can't wait to see you in Vegas. I can't wait to see you. Oh my God. It's going to be so great. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. So, yeah, and it's only like we're less than 10 days away. So, I yes, know. next week. Oh, and I can't wait to see you perform also at the Sim Jam. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm trying not to throw up, but yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, you you and me both. I'm like, okay, Nelly, remember those lines. Remember? Okay. No, yeah, exactly. Like I said, tape it to the stage. It's fine. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to have a good time. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Oh, yeah. It's funny because when, when I perform like 30 minute sets or an hour sets, 
you know, people, some people have heard my music, some people don't. And if I miss something, I just make it up. You know, you just do that. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Who cares? They don't know. You know, that was always the thing in theater. Uh, the thing I, I used to teach theater for like junior, junior high kids and stuff like that. And the thing I always used to tell, them, tell my kids is if you mess up and you make the face of, oh, I just missed a line or, oh, I just, you know, whatever. You make that face. You just let everybody know that you messed up. Whereas if you just keep going, they're not smart. The audience is not smart. They don't know your song. They don't know your lines. They don't know your show. They don't know you mm-hmm. messed up. Just keep going. And no one is the wiser. Amen. That's so true. Amen to that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Now, everybody, you know, we just chatted with actor, singer, writer, Mariel Morgan. You can find her on Instagram, Mariel underscore Morgan. Facebook is Mariel Morgan 85. And Twitter is Mariel underscore Morgan. She's wonderful. She's amazing. I love her to death. I can't wait to see her in Vegas. Follow her. Listen to her. She's also on Spotify. Get her music. Download it. Buy it. Don't just stream it. I mean, if you can, you can stream it all day long, but if you want to buy it, do that. Until next time on Chatting with Nat. Thank you so much, Mariel. I'll see you soon. I will see you soon, babe. Can't wait. All right. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.